Let's talk about that chess game. <laughs> that really didn't go my way. No. I was surprised you just gave up, though. I I really could not. There was no way it was going to be worth it. That's true. I could I not guess find it, a it single was, line that it was worth it. Yeah, it was pretty much over. You had to pretty much give up your rook, and then I was just going to slowly pick you apart. My last hope was getting you to play too fast while we were recording the last episode. <laughs> That's really what that was about, wasn't it? <laughs> Um, I didn't think of it at first, but then after we started going, I'm like, hey, this could do something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I realized that once we got to that spot, and I was like, nope, i got to figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then we were like, well, I'm going to lay it all out. We're going to push this pawn, and it was like, oh, oh no, don't do that. <laughs> don't go back. Um, I had like five games all at once that we're all just going really badly except for the one that I sent you a link for where I finally got to win a game of chess. Nice. But, uh, yeah, I, I've had I've a been, bad run. Yeah, me too. I played like, I played like 10 games today and like, I probably lost seven or eight of them. Were they Not all good. Bold? Yeah. Not particularly good. It was just dumb blunders. <laughs> My bullet ratings down to like 1050. Oof. I've seen people with bullet rings of like 400. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's competent play still around this area. Like, you hear 1050 and you think, eh. But, I mean, I probably belong down here. Gotta find my Wikipedia article I'm gonna try to fit in. <laughs> Have you ever gone down just the Wikipedia or random article rabbit hole? It's been a long time, but yeah, I've done it. When I was on academic team in high school, that was one of my, like, spend 15 minutes, like, do random article a few times, and in those, like, try to click three or four links from the random article until you get to something that seems like, oh, this seems like something we would have in school. Jeez. I, I don't think I did Wikipedia until college. I didn't even think Wikipedia was a thing. It certainly was not in its full power when we were in high school. It, But it was growing pretty fast. Oh, yeah. I never had... I always had dial-up internet through high school. So I could I didn't do much on the internet, period. Did you ever get on the Kentucky-Tennessee marching band forums? No. Oh, that's... Nope. I, that's how I lived on that message board in high school. <laughs> We just talk about like scores and like everybody's show and talk trash. There's a lot of talking trash. Um, nice. Like I got in trouble. That that was actually probably the most trouble I got in in high school was saying stupid stuff on the internet on these forums. <laughs> 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 and I remember like there was some comment I made the like the summer between my freshman and sophomore years that like they. It was like on one of my secondary accounts because, you know, I was one of those cool kids that had like three accounts so that you, couldn't, you didn't know which one. Like, you know, people, people knew me on my main one, but nobody knew my secondary my secondary tertiary accounts. And I just remember like <laughs> there was a day at band camp my sophomore year that 
one of the directors like was clearly talking about me and was like, listen, when you don't, don't push this kind of stuff on the internet, no one needs to read that. It doesn't make us look good. It doesn't make you sound cool. And I don't know who did it, but you need to cut it out. And honestly, I'd rather you just didn't get on there at all. And <laughs> here's how smart I was. So uh, uh, on one of these, uh, talks it was like in a sectional i think and then one of the other people was like oh could you give me a link to the forum i love message boards and i just want to and the director was like i would rather you not go there at all so no i'm not going to give you the link and then i like <laughs> turn over to the guy i was like i'll give it to you later <laughs> <laughs> like huh i wonder who is the idiot posting stuff on the forum <laughs> that's that's gold i love it oh uh, sophomore out it, you know, all past Alex. What an idiot. I oh, hate that man. guy. <laughs> That's too good. But what was really great about the Kentucky Tennessee marching band forums was it, it was probably a third about um, band in Kentucky and Tennessee. Mostly Kentucky. Um, and uh, the off-topic forum got all the real traffic. But it oh, was yeah. still all the band nerds. But just sure. talking about things that weren't band. <laughs> and it was it was just heaven it was so great it, it was these are the people that i like talking to and they like talking to me and we hang out on the internet and no one is lonely <laughs> oh man that's that's great i love it now i'm trying to like recall my like high school internet experiences i think the majority of my time was spent on the instant messenger apps like AOL and MSN. Oh yeah, I did a lot of AOL and Messenger. Yeah, that's pretty much all I did on the internet. It was great, had... like setting your status messages on there. That was the oh, most yeah. fun. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I had a stint with a MMO for like a year. But I don't even remember. I don't even remember what it was called. It was it was like a really low quality MMO. I remember it it was torture to play on dial-up, but I tried anyway because some of my friends were. It wasn't like EverQuest or something, like a big... No, but it's it was along the same vein, like RuneScape or something like that. But it was like, it was much more obscure. Tibia, that's what it was, Tibia. Oh, I remember people playing that. Yeah. I never played, I gotta look this up for a second. No, Wikipedia. I am not trying to find out about the shin bone or shank bone. <laughs> oh, then if we're talking about old internet, we have to talk about MySpace. Did, did you do MySpace? I never really did MySpace, actually. Really? Yeah. I, for whatever reason, it just didn't hit them on my friends. We, we did a lot of, um, we made like GeoCity sites. Okay. Um, so, you know, you, there's always like one person will learn a little bit of HTML and show you how to do that. And then yep. you can make a sidebar like, Ooh, that's pretty big. And then <laughs> <laughs> for whatever reason, we had a lot of GeoCity sites. Um, man, the Facebook was really the first social networky thing that really caught on. So that, and that was like my senior year of high school. Yeah. I didn't do Facebook until I got to college. But, uh, yeah, I did a lot of MySpace in high school. That's where I probably got into trouble. Not, like, trouble, trouble. But I remember, like, 
there was a, a solid like summer where everybody was posting these like really hateful like blog post type things. I don't even remember what they were called on MySpace, but whew, there was just a lot of teenage angst going around. Oh, like on Mean Girls. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> were you Regina George? <laughs> no, hardly. But it was a lot of drama. That seems just too cool for me. I wouldn't have known. <laughs> that probably was all happening. I just didn't know it. <laughs> I'm an NPC in social networking land. Yikes. So let's talk D&D. We had another D&D session. We did. It was a little bit slower than the first one, but it was still fun. Yeah. Had a little... It was basically, basically a dungeon crawl. Yeah, so I was going to say a little dungeon crawl, a little uh, above ground level dungeon crawl, a little below ground level dungeon crawl. I think the the battles were very well scaled though you know nobody died but there was a little scarce yeah we had we had only had one knockout this time i think we had a couple the first session yeah and we got our little um little buff room before what's clearly going to be a harder battle soon yeah we can get to that and there's a wolf that likes to look at us creepy kids creepy kids yeah we drank some bad wine we should just burn this we should just burn the house down like we were planning on it yeah i don't know why the rest of our party didn't agree to our plan it was clearly the best i'm not sure i would have actually done it if push came to shove (laughs) oh i would have i totally would have my character would have been all about it i mean i'm i'm lawful good i I think in the end, I would uh, I would probably support burning the house down if it was the only way to like put the ghost kids to rest. But yes. I I don't think I would just burn a house down because it seems okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna try to embrace the the chaotic good side of my character a lot this campaign. So I'm looking for every opportunity to do it. And burning the damn house down that would be perfect. Pyromaniac <laughs> is a good trait for a chaotic character. <laughs> Do you have a consistent way of starting a fire? Uh, shoot, my character sheet's far away. I think I have like like a tinderbox, maybe. I could get a little flame going. I have some oils and stuff that I carry around. They're supposed to be for religious purposes, but, you know, I'm sure they're flammable. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you can find... I've been doing produce flame a lot. Maybe you could find some way of, like trying to steal my flame for your own (laughs) chaotic purposes. (laughs) We keep fighting all these stupid ghosts and I'm regretting not taking anything with like radiant damage. I have my crossbow. I'll be fine. (laughs) It's just one encounter though. I don't think it's all going to be ghosts. Sure. Yeah, I know. But for this one encounter, it's like, it seems like everything would have been nice to have radiant damage for. Yeah. Well, and then like, Jacob and I both have a lot of necrotic damage stuff. It's like, well, we're not doing yeah. any of that. Like, it's magic, yep. but it's the wrong kind of magic. <laughs> yep. Seems good, like, everywhere else. Necrotic stuff is usually great. No- yeah. Nothing likes dying. Oh, except for undead things. <laughs> Something tells me it might be a little bit of a problem for this campaign. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> didn't, didn't think that one through. <laughs> nope. 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 <laughs> What did you think of the the wine labels? 
That was cute. I liked it a lot. It adds some flavor. It's fun. I've been encouraging uh, Burr, my wife and DM, for the listener, uh, to have more of those little fun elements each time. Because she's really yeah. digging having, like, she gets inspired by finding that stuff. And there's a, just a lot of, like, dollar homebrew niceties that people put out. Yeah. Like, I think those labels were even less than a dollar. And Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I think it's a... And that gives us an excuse to drink over the table. Yeah, that's also true. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. She's like, yeah, I thought you all were going to get to this inn that's outside now. We're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> nope. We are stuck in the dungeon, thanks. Tell you what, how many rests can we take in the dungeon? Yeah, exactly. That used to bother me about our group. We move kind of we move really slow, I think. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Uh and I I even when I had my my little my short bouts of DMing, I was like, how do I get us to move faster mm-hmm. while still, you know, without like just skipping over details? Yeah, I don't know. I don't have an answer. I don't. I just think that's how we play. <laughs> I think it is just how we play. The, but there's also a certain amount of we. Um, I mean, this. I'll group myself in this. You're probably the only person that I would say is a good power player. And in this <laughs> sense, I mean it just in like you know what is the best thing your character can, can do in most situations, right? Yeah. And yeah. like, if you look at battles in Five E. I think they work a lot best when people just kind of know, like, these are the three things I do most of the time. I'm just going to do those. And I'll keep in the back of my head that we can do other stuff for creative stuff. But in general, like, we need to surround things. We need to flank things. I know my three main attacks. I know if I'm the guy that's mostly in charge of healing people. I know that I'm the guy that's mostly supposed to sneak up or start. Like, and you just do it and get battles out of the way. But we tend to, like, every person's turn in a battle. And, again, I group myself in this. (laughs) It's like... Well, let me think through all my possibilities and let me think who's near me. And hmm, and, like it's always a thought process every turn. It's like, you know, yeah. you just need to move up to that guy and check some dice. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a six second window. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think we also, whenever we're like in a grind mode in the story, it's the DM. I think always really is like, you know, this is just supposed to be the grind. Get through the overland travel, it, pick up the hooks that I gave you through, and you're going to gain a level in, in one more session if you just go. Um, yeah. But the players in our group, myself included, is sometimes just like, well, I don't know if it's a grind or I don't know how long it's going to be. It's like we're just going to be suspicious and we're going to take things carefully. <laughs> and we're gonna... <laughs> yeah, I definitely fall into that too. Like, I don't know how long we're going to spend in this house, so I'm going to check every little damn detail. Yeah. Because there might be something important we might miss. Yeah. Or this was the one that's... magic item drop for the next level. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was so happy we didn't miss that one room and we got the the cloak and the potions. And yeah, that's whatnot. actually a really great example. Like, yeah, that's the stuff that you always want to get. But our group has historically missed that stuff and taken too long. interested in all the wrong things well i uh i binged house of x and power of x oh my gosh yes so first impressions of house of x power powers of 10 10 powers of 10 sorry whatever listen the uber nerds are gonna listen to this 
and they're going to be shouting into their <laughs> iPhones. It's powers of time. I just like the the acronym that I keep seeing on the interwebs, the Hoxpox. That's that's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so is that you haven't? We've talked about comic books a little bit, but you you don't have much of a history with comic books, right? I have zero history. Like I watch comic book movies. But that doesn't count. Not so much. <laughs> I watch. I watched the X-Men like animated as a child. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. In that sense, you probably have more X-Men knowledge than I do. Really, this the this House of X Powers of Sin was my first uh entry into X-Men land. I guess I had seen you know, the I was gonna say did, the movies were such a big thing in our you know <laughs> teens. I still haven't seen like the good one. <laughs> I've seen X two. I haven't seen that. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. I've seen X three like four times, and it's a terrible oh, that's the movie. Bad one. It's horrible. yeah, that's the bad one. <laughs> <laughs> and like, but I just kept on being like. So I first saw it when when I was in Glassman, and we it had like our one off day after the Everyday's camp, and before we went out on tour. So it was like a lawn like you did like a one rehearsal in the morning, and then a laundry day, and then they took us out to a movie that night. And they, we had to choose between some rom-com or X-Men 3. And I'm like, I haven't seen the other ones. So, but like, you know, I figured it's a comic book movie. Surely I can just jump in. Everybody's like, well, okay, well, it'll fill, fill you in. And somebody tried to, like, rush through what happens in the first two movies. And I, and I was just like, I don't know what's happening. I, I guess I had, like, like I had seen clips maybe of the animated show when I was young. Yeah. I, I was vaguely aware of, like, who Wolverine was. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, so I saw the movie the first time. And then... Like three, two or three more times in life, I've just ended up like being in the room when somebody else is watching it. I had to see this movie so many times, and it's not good. <laughs> and I still stand by like everything I remember. Like that's just terrible. And so I guess I've just yeah, it's not very good. I I actually own the that trilogy, so maybe you have to borrow that from me at some point. Yeah, or maybe we can do like I a own, chess and X Men. I I own a lot of the like. So they had like the reboot, like the first class movie, mm-hmm. and then. The Days of Future Past was pretty good. Do you see that one? Nope. I haven't seen any of the rebooted ones. Oh, well, I'm just going to give you all my X-Men DVDs. <laughs> yeah, actually, that'd be really good because I, I really did love the hell out of House of X Powers 10. Like, that was... Oh, my God. Yeah, bringing it full circle back to that. Holy crap. That was amazing. <laughs> I I didn't know what to expect coming in. I had no clue where it was going to be going. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's X-Men, so it's going to be some kind of, like, mutants being... Mm-hmm. Uh, like not what's marginalized, I guess you know. Yeah. But uh, I didn't expect it to be like, yeah. I don't want to dive into spoilers here, but whew. Well, I mean, it, and when it was being marked, so it came out like right at the perfect time for me. Um, I actually ended up not reading it in the when it was in books because I, I start I read the first issue of of both House of X and Powers of Ten in the second printing because everybody was talking about how great it was. So I got the second printing of each one and I read the, them both. But by that time they were already on like book four. So mm-hmm. going back and trying to get all these individual books when you're already a couple weeks behind can be really hard. Um, so, mm-hmm. but I was like, I still on time to pre-order the big omnibus, which is what I got. So I'm like, I'm just going to hold off. And so I had to suffer through another two months of everybody just be like, this is the best comic book in years. <laughs> <laughs> and it was apparently a big thing that um, like this was the big promotion again for Jonathan Hickman writing uh, 
writing for X-Men because he was really known for his uh, time writing for Avengers and for Fantastic Four. He just mm-hmm. kind of was known for these like big multi-year crazy arcs with lots of tie-ins and just changing the way the whole universe works and doing it really well, like getting a lot of good fan reception and uh, just kind of questioning what is what has to be and what can be changed. Um, so the fact that he was going to be doing that in X Men was like, oh, this could be this could be amazing or it could be a real bummer, and it was just everyone seemed to get on board with it. And I'm still really new to comics, but the folks that you know that are really into it were just like, this is the thing you got it. You got to pay attention to this because this is going to change everything in Marvel. Like, <laughs> it's not going to mm-hmm. be just X Men. You got to watch how this is going to change everything, and it could be five years from now. But this is going to be the start of something. Mm, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, me just jumping straight in, this is the first comic book I've ever read. Like, it got me fired up. Like, I want to go buy the, that new X-Men series, and I want to get, like, X-Force and all. I want to get them all. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> if you're willing to go spend 100 bucks, there's some. there's been some really cool stuff in X-Men. Uh, I guess I've just been, like, I kind of want to spend spread that 100 bucks out to a bunch of other stuff. Sure. Yeah, but if you buy all the stuff for, <laughs> but I want to read those. <laughs> That's funny. I'm glad you're you're considering getting into comic books though, because I have kind of felt like I I, I need uh, I need more people I can talk to about this. Well, and I mean, I've always been on the fence, and then this past weekend, you were just like you drugged the book out, and you're like, here, take this, and I was like, I. This is the start of something. (laughs) Dang it. (laughs) Do you you feel like you missed out on some nerd potentiality when you were younger? Oh, yeah. Very much so. I was always a little bit ashamed of my nerdy side as a kid. Same. And, uh, yeah, I definitely missed out on some things. Like, I always wonder, like, would I really have gotten into, like, something like anime? Maybe. But I would have, like, as a kid, I was too embarrassed to, like, <laughs> even consider it. Yeah. That's a really good example, actually. Because the the people that do really get into it at that age, like, usually they kind of find their crew. And they all do it. They all watch together. And they all like the same stuff. And it's yeah. safe with your crew. But it's really hard to be the person that starts that crew. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I always loved the Final Fantasy games as a kid. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's very Japanese. But, uh, like, I would never discuss that with my friends. I don't think... I think if some of my high school friends listen to this podcast, they'd be like, you played Final Fantasy? What? (laughs) (laughs) I liked Final Fantasy because my brother liked Final Fantasy. And I always wanted to be as cool as my older brother. It was only nice. when I, the time I got to high school that I realized my older brother was not cool. <laughs> <laughs> like there was, I had potential that I could be cooler in my high school class than my older brother was in his. So I should ignore the things that I wanted to do because my older brother wanted to do them. But then now it's like, oh, actually, I, I still liked that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Band also has a way of like once you're in, once you're in marching band, and jet, if you're going to be a band nerd, that kind of takes over a lot. See, I don't know. Like the the band culture in Henderson, like they were definitely like the cool kids. Like we're we're band kids, mm-hmm. but we're still trying to be cool. And I was kind of part of that crowd. 
You still played trumpet then. That feels like a good trumpet oh, yeah. player response. Trumpet oh, and, oh, and drummers. Yes. Did you hang out with drummers? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Actually, well, well, my best friends were all like low brass, like fart joke kind of people. <laughs> <laughs> I remember going to some, when I was still interested in music education, going to some clinic somewhere where it basically boiled down to like tell fart jokes with low brass. Always. No matter who's always. In, like it just always works. Yeah, I was destined to become a euphonium baritone <laughs> because <laughs> oh fart jokes. <laughs> I don't think we did many fart jokes in Glassman. The tubas oh. always kept on playing if I only had a brain from Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. It was the tuba I remember my, my, my single favorite band experience was when I sat in a section with Brandon Thomas and Jamie Hayfley. That was that was just always just jokes and just stupid commentary for everything. Awesome. It was it was amazing. <laughs> Look good guys. I miss our fraternity brothers. Me too. We need to have like a we need to try to get a, a get together or something. Yeah. An unofficial one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely unofficial. Oh my gosh. Let's let's not get into all the craziness going on with Symphonia now. But, Oof. you know, one of my former students is in the fraternity right now. Oh, cool. And uh, I feel bad for him <laughs> because it's because <laughs> it's such a mess. <laughs> I would like to believe yeah, that, like a... at the collegiate level, the chapters could still run pretty well, though. Yeah. Yeah, I've talked to him about it, and he said it's it's not as bad as it seems. Like everything, and he's in Zeta Kappa too. He's in mm-hmm. he's at U of L, and he said it's it's all running, it's running fine. Just the national test is a little weird. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> kind of surprised there's not like a new like oath of loyalty been appended to it. Oh yeah, who knows? That because all that really did not in the way we kind of thought it was. Yeah, I don't I haven't paid any attention to it for months now, so I don't know what's going on. It kind of fizzled, but yeah. Um a lot of people that we really love got hurt. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I knew that, and that's pretty much where I was like, well, hey. Yeah. So I miss my fraternity brothers. I'm not sure how I feel about the fraternity anymore. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yep. yeah, the, all those guys from, from Zeta Kappa back then. A lot of good memories. Yeah. You still have your Duolingo streak going? Of course. I almost screwed it up today. I almost missed it. Ooh, yikes. I got saved by I woke the up and did Nice. I woke up and did it like, first thing today for some reason. Like, well... I'm going to do my Duolingo. Today was a day D- that we tried to have it all. I, w- I wanted to live my best life today. Uh, okay. And there was just no room for there was no room for routine here. There was no slow walking the dog, checking the phone. <laughs> this was the dog. You got to you got to evacuate. We got to get you back inside cuz we got to go. <laughs> That's funny. That's really funny cuz my day was exactly the opposite. I spent like an hour just like laying. It wasn't even like really napping. I was just kind of like laying here and just like being super lazy. <laughs> uh, I wish I could have that. I'm going to have that tomorrow. I'm not, 
Nice. I'm not going to set any alarm or nothing. There's no four-year-old that's going to come wake me up at 7 a.m. <laughs> okay, you're going to hate me for bringing this up, but I have to tell some. I haven't gotten to talk about my workout today with anybody, so you're going to listen, and you're going to like it. Okay, let's go. So uh, are you aware of how Olympic lifts work? Of what? Olympic Say li- that again. Olympic lifting? No. So there's two kinds of Olympic lifts. There's okay. the snatch where okay. the barbell is on the ground and you have to move it from the ground to over your head with your elbows locked out in one motion. You can't stop anywhere okay. in the middle. Okay. And then there's the clean and jerk, which is where you, the barbell's on the ground and then you have to move it up to your shoulders. And then from your shoulders, you have to move it up the overhead with your elbows locked out. Okay. So normally your clean and jerk is a little higher in weight than your snatch because you get that pause and just look a little more strong of a movement. Anyway, because of the quarantine, I didn't have a barbell at home. So I haven't gotten to work on my Olympic lifts in months. Um, Mm -hmm. But what's been really exciting was because I did so much like dumbbell work um, and doing, uh, there's like Bulgarian style strength training, which is you do a lot of like slow resistance building, a lot more time under tension, but you still end up getting a lot of benefits from it. Mm-hmm. And I was really worried about today because this was the first time snatches were programmed since I came back. And I wasn't sure what how it was going to go. And the big thing is, of all the Olympic lifting, snatches, I never really even felt like I had the movement down. So the most mm-hmm. I had ever actually snatched was 85 pounds. Um, mm-hmm. And my coach had said, like, whenever we're doing – normally when you're doing any kind of lifting on a strength cycle – uh, they'll give us, you know, do three reps at 50% of your one rep max, and then do three reps at 60% of your one rep max. And then we're going to do mm-hmm. five sets of three reps at 65% of your one rep max, or like you gradually mm-hmm. build up, but you do it by these percentages. Mm-hmm. So I'd never done more than 85 pounds, but those were always a percentage. And they're like, um, so my coach Laura had said, you know, work off of a like 131 rep max. So I've never actually pulled 130 in a snatch, but mm-hmm. she thinks that my strength is such that if I could get the skill down, I have the strength to do that. But mm-hmm. today, first snatches in probably because like we also weren't working on snatches the last cycle before we had to go away. So I probably haven't snatched since February. Mm-hmm. But I was able to do power snatches at 95 pounds so power snatches Mm. is when you get the bar normally when you catch that bar over your head at the end of that movement Mm -hmm. the whole goal is that you can only pull the bar up so high so at some point you're no longer using your strength pulling it you are moving your body below the bar um because you Mm -hmm. can get the momentum more than you can have the strength so normally Mm -hmm. you're at your best snatch you're like end up with your squatting and you push your body below the bar. But power snatches, you're not doing that. You're catching it with your body still more upright. You kind of lower a little bit. But the fact that I was able to power snatch more than I could do any kind of snatches before we left, like, that was just, like, so validating. It was like, I've been doing the work. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like, yeah. And so I just feel so good. And after that, we did, like, this workout where I was jumping on a box and doing kettlebell swings. And it, I kicked butt in that. And like, nice. I just feel like a Superman today, Danny. Like a Superman. <laughs> nice. 
That's good. And here's where I have to then say, power snatching 95 is nothing. No one should be impressed with <laughs> <with> that. <laughs> Did you finish Final Fantasy VII? Alex, I finished it like two months ago. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> it came out on April 10th. I'm pretty sure I was done on like April 14th. Oh, I, I here the entire time we've been doing this podcast, I've been laboring under the delusion that you're still working through it. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Actually, it's funny you brought it up because I just started my second playthrough. Like once you beat it, you get a hard mode. So I'm going to try that Ooh. and see how that goes. I've never once volunteered to play any kind of game on a so-called hard mode. I've always taken <laughs> the easiest route possible. And I'm terrible. I was disappointed that I had to wait until I played the game once. Because usually I'll just go at the first bat. I'll go for the hard mode. How did they make an but, RPG uh, hard mode? Well, I mean, the the most basic way to do it is just make your your attacks do less and the enemies do more. Swapping numbers around to put it less in your favor. That's the the most simple thing. More strategically, you add like debuffs and like you have to keep your buffs up and you have to heal more and blah, 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 blah. I think that you're making answer math questions while you do it. (laughs) There's a really famous quest in Final Fantasy XIV where you're fighting a boss and they'll bring your hit points down to a number and then you have to like stand in a certain spot to make it uh, like the like to solve math problems, basically. Nice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know which Final Fantasy I'm gonna play. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't play Final Fantasy on uh, computer, right? It's only console. Oh uh, no! A lot of them are ported now. Ooh. Yeah. I should do that then. All the major ones, pretty much have ports do you have a switch yeah i keep on thinking maybe we'll get a switch at some point should i get a switch i haven't played mine a lot recently but uh yeah i like it um i don't know see i usually buy when i have a specific game in mind when i get a console like i get a playstation because i want to play final fantasy i got a switch because i wanted to play smash bros so, like, if you have a pretty, like, there's something on Switch specifically, but if there's not, then, you know, you might just stick with PC. I don't know how strong your PC is. And it's just okay. a MacBook Pro, so it's not, it is not a gaming rig. It, yeah. It, 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 it survives when I'm playing City Skylines. <laughs> yeah. It gets real hot. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. And, it's just like any other purchase you make. It's fun. I enjoy it. If you do, if you're looking for a new game to play, you should look into a game called Celeste. Celeste. How do you spell it? Yeah. Uh, C-E-C-E-L-E-S-T-E. I don't know. Actually, I don't know if you would enjoy it. So it's like a platformer. I don't think you're into that kind of thing. I played Duke Nukem in like 1994. That's not a platformer. It's like, think Mario. That's platformers. Duke Nukem was a platformer. 
Was it really? Yeah. I'm thinking Doom for some oh. reason. I never played Duke Nukem or Doom or any of those. Let me make sure that I, uh, I'm i not going crazy here. Wait, and <laughs> F for platformer. I guess the Wikipedia for Duke Nukem does not say platformer, but when I look at the screenshot, it looks like a platformer to me. <laughs> but anyway, Celeste is like one of my favorite games of the past five years. It's, just, it's, it's, it's got really good gameplay. It's really, the story's pretty interesting. It's it's an indie game, so like the graphics are old, like pixel art style. Nice, I like that. Oh, yeah. And uh, it is, it's a little challenging. You might struggle with some parts of it. But... Sure I would. <laughs> Wait, you actually, you said at one point, I remember, I don't know when we were talking, that you hate like dying in games. Oh, yeah, I get scared. I get literally You're scared. Gonna <laughs> if you play this game, you will literally die thousands of oh. times. <laughs> but, like, the dying process is just, like, I think there's even a quote in the game. It's like, oh, it's just part of the experience. Uh, I Do you not feel so- the character? <laughs> like, I really... <laughs> uh, it's worse in, like, first person than it is on... I, I could probably still handle it from the screenshots I'm looking at. But in like first person shooters, I, I would just, I, my, my muscles cringe as I die. <laughs> but I guess one of my favorite aspects, it has, an, it has a really good soundtrack. I, I listen to the soundtrack like very often on Spotify. It's one of my favorite soundtracks too. So where do I go to buy this? Would this be a buy it on steam thing? Um, that's the first thing that popped up when I googled it, yeah. 20 bucks on Steam. To run it by the boss. I might have to choose between this or comic books, and I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Highly recommended, though, if you're just looking for a little... It's like, I'm sure your computer could run it. It's, like I said, it's not too demanding on a system. I played it on Switch, though, which is what started this conversation. Ah. Switch is really good for little indie games like that. Every time I've seen a Switch, it just feels like I would probably enjoy the console. Yeah. I'm just playing a Game Boy. (laughs) I mean, that's what it is. It's a really nice Game Boy. (laughs) (laughs) You could play Celeste on Linux. You can't do anything Whoa. with Linux. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Calm down, Linux people. I'm a web developer. I have, I'm in Linux every day. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I, I used to be a web developer before I became a full-time dad on sabbatical. <laughs> what? I used to write code. Uh, I think I'm actually going to be doing some work here pretty soon, though. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Just because you want to or because you need to? Um, I, um, both the, well, well yeah. we're at, we're at a crux. I have, I kind of have to make a call, um, because daycare is going to open up soon. Daycares are now open for mm-hmm. like limited capacity. Um, mm-hmm. but so I don't have to pay for daycare yet because we are not in the limited capacity, but once it's there, I either have to pay whether we go in or not. And I kind of feel mm-hmm. like, uh, as the stay at home dad, I can choose to have daycare available, but then I feel like I need to offset the cost of the daycare. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so if I'm going to do that, I do need to have some income. And I have a – I you know, my go-to with everybody right now has been if they want me to do anything, I'm like, I'm not looking for clients. I just say no. Not not doing it. But I had one person asking just the right rate on just the right day. It kind of looks like I'm probably going to do some work for them, which is mm-hmm. fine. It, it's actually the exactly the kind of project that – would work for this because it's like I think we can start it, end it. I get paid, they're happy, done. And this project would pay for daycare for like the year. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, it seems like an easy thing to take. Um, and then it frees me up that once she's in daycare for even if we only do it for two or three days a week, then on those days I'm not working on the, that client project. I can do my stuff, and I've got a lot of ideas. I got a lot of stuff I want to build, and this taking like a month off from doing coding has just kind of made the itch grow. Where it's like I I really think any of these could be good projects that might you know make some passive income, might help some people, might do things that I would never be able to build at an agency, and just get to kind of experiment, which is what I always like doing, you know. Do it because you want to do it and because you think it might be cool. Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, I think we're just, I'm kind of having to make the call if I'm going to go down that, if I, because if I don't do that, then the other road is um, don't put her back in school, be a full time dad, try to figure out how I'm going to like teach her stuff for a couple hours a day and then watch her the rest of the time. And from what I've learned from this sabbatical time is like there's not time to truly focus on a code project on top of that. Like I'm yeah. doing these podcasts, which I'm loving, um, but that's a very different animal from trying to architect sure. something, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm making that call, and, I, and we're looking probably more at the I'm going to take some client work and work on my stuff and have her go to daycare when it's available and do that at least until um, the world ends from a pandemic. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, episode over. <laughs> <laughs>